The Male Pee Hole. The Male, male Pee Hole. Okay. That's and the title of my out. first book. Welcome to the Not Like the Other Girls podcast. I'm Lucy and I'm not like the other girls because I'm 24 and I have chronic back knee. No, really, I'm 24 and I have chronic back knee. I'm Ash and I'm not like the other girls because I farted. <laughs> that one really tickles me. It's so good. I'm Judah and I'm not like the other girls because you know why. Sexy. Or I is like it? That. Who knows? <laughs> So this week we are actually going right back at it to 2012, a year that um, was very pertinent in pop culture and a whole bunch of things. Anyway, we just really liked the idea of 2012 as a concept. So last week we talked about celeb culture, Instagram, Kimye, celebrity couples, The End of Gossip Girl, Breaking Dawn. Um, that's the Twilight series for those of you who haven't actually watched it. And uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and how it may or may not have helped people maybe or maybe not be kinky question mark uh this week we'll be talking about memes ireland music and other things which is the dumbest episode of all time we're fully aware <laughs> this is part one oh this is part two <laughs> of many other parts i think this is going to become a solely 2012 podcast <laughs> this is a 2012 nostal- nostalgia cast look it's a doggy dog world out there everybody has a podcast yeah you gotta get niche so, so we're gonna rebrand yeah <laughs> we're not like the other years <laughs> Really, the news. Pay us for that. <laughs> oh, oh, we should definitely. I did marketing for three years. There we go. I literally work in marketing as well. There you go. I Fuck don't. you, Ash. Yeah. You are a you you product of marketing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just human existence at this point. <laughs> Aren't we all just products of marketing? One time I was working on a campaign with a brand and I was like, who would buy this product? And then I was in the supermarket and all I could think about was I saw it and I was like, I want it so bad. I want it so bad and ended up buying it. And I was like, wow, they really got me with that one that I was making the, I was helping to make the stuff, the content for the marketing thing. So we are all a product of marketing. So basically you, you played yourself. I played myself. <laughs> Don't play yourself. Is that from? Is that DJ Khaled? Yeah. I DJ love DJ Khaled. Khaled. DJ Khaled. Where was he in 2012? He's give the, head. Yeah. yeah. He also got stranded on a jet ski. Well, that's <laughs> what happens when you don't give head. <laughs> Let that be a warning. <laughs> it's a lesson. 2012 was a great, great year for memes. And we, our feelings on it is that 2012 actually led the way for a bunch of the memes formats and meme styles that we have today. Um, what's your favorite meme from 2012, Ash? Um, I think one that stands out for me the most was the ridiculously photogenic guy because he's just so cute and wholesome. Um, uh, so basically, this guy was in a marathon, was it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they like you know they take photos of you because they want to I don't know prove that you did it. I don't I don't understand sports news. It was journalism. actually a journal. Yeah, a journalist, journalist took a picture of him. And he was just ridiculously photogenic. Like you're... He was mid-run as well. Mid-run. And he just like looked at the camera, beautiful smile. Like it was like, it was nothing to him. It was amazing. Um, And then it just kind of... Took off. Used for everything. He was a big meme. Big meme Um, Like he was also really, really nice about it as well. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, how do you feel now that you are a meme, Mr. Meme? And he was like... Mm, it's so nice to be recognized and I didn't mean to be so handsome he's just really hot I think that was that's the difference with memes you'd rarely actually get hot people um it was same year as overly attached girlfriend oh a classic loved it yeah loved it did love it sometimes yes yes (laughs) we me and Julia made eye contact and we're like we know how we feel about overly attached girlfriend it plays into a lot of very stereotypical female tropes that do nothing for women my issue with anything along those lines is because i love laughing at myself and i love laughing at like the madness that is being a woman mm-hmm. but i hate that it gets used against us and yes. we're just we're not at a point in society yet that we can laugh at these things and also understand that women are complex people because <laughs> people are still yeah. like haha girls are dumb and it, it gets used in like a detrimental way and i'm like just let me have this funny joke yeah yeah please keep your in- incelly brain away from it and just let me have this mom like mom momentary mm. let me have this moment <laughs> and that's how I feel about that yeah. I also just loved Grumpy Cat Grumpy Cat Grumpy born Cat. in 2012 died in 2019 yeah oh. so I guess when we're looking at 2012 and comparing it it's really sad that we even when we planned the 2012 episode 
had Grumpy Cat died yet? Do you mean when we were planning or when yeah. you had mentioned it and we pretended that we didn't hear you? <laughs> it, it might be that when I mentioned it and pretended no, that you didn't. No, still alive then, still I think. Yeah. That's just really sad to think about that we could have been talking about Grumpy Cat and he might be alive. Oh my God, I will cry. <laughs> Grumpy Cat was... Grumpy Cat was just such a wholesome meme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... Like, I mean, what? When you look at the dirty memes we've had in the last few years, like Pepe, the... Pepe the racist frog Yeah I see more That's definitely not how you Describe that Of course you probably See a lot of that But um Yeah Grumpy Cat was just a cat He even got his own movie And starring um What's her name From the What's it called Thanks so much Ashley (laughs) Aubrey Plaza From Parks and Recreation Oh love her She, She was the voice of Grumpy Cat Apt In the Grumpy Cat movie Apt Makes a lot of sense They made the Um the owners of Grumpy Cat made so mm. much money. They capitalised very well on that. And you know what? I'm sure Grumpy Cat would have wanted that for them. True. I'm pretty sure he got loads of treats. They didn't steal all his money. Cat money. But like what? <laughs> I mean. Do you think that they pay? Do you reckon they pay Grumpy Cat in cat money or real money? Cat money, obviously. Cat it's a whole different currency. What's cat money? What's it called? The... You... It's called catnip. <laughs> Meowney. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Currency. No. Oh, oh that was God. awful. That was so bad. Currency. Jesus. I feel like very offended and I don't know why. I think I'm going to vomit. You can't just oh. tell it. One, you can't do two cheesy puns without everybody being. The first one was a cheesy pun, the second one was death. <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of Grumpy Cat, there was also Ermagerd. Ermagerd. Ermagerd was that year? Ermagerd Gersberms was one of my favourites. Now we're going to have to talk about that for the whole podcast. Ermagerd. Girls because she kind of looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> that is by far the most offensive thing that someone I care about has ever said has ever said to me. <laughs> I honestly don't know what to do. What? It's the collection of goosebumps that you have. <laughs> that is not what she meant. We all know that. <laughs> Also, she doesn't have a collection of goosebumps. It was a joke, a fucking Christmas joke. Do you know why Ash likes Dr. Seuss? Because she looks like. <laughs> Julia has taken out it for reference. I, I think Julia might forget that we're on a podcast and not some type of audio visual platform. Not yet. We're getting onto Instagram TV. It's coming. IGTV's. Go- no, it's not. No, it's not. We won't do IGTV. Ash is now crying at the fact that she thinks I genuinely look like the girl's berms girl. I didn't before when I made the comment, but when she put the photo up. Guys, I don't look like... Do I? No, you don't. It's funny because you don't look anything like her. But could you please go as her for Halloween? Oh my God, I I will be... Okay. Oh. Like my page on Instagram and oh yeah, do you, look, do you know what? Go over to not like the other girls. Make sure you follow it on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and if we get if we get to a hundred followers on any of the platforms by Halloween, I will dress as the girls' berms girl. I am making so many fake accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I have things to do. I, I, oh. I do think she does look like um, Anna Faris though. Anna Faris. Uh, yes. Yes. In a weird way. Maybe like as a teenager. Okay, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. We have 73 followers on Instagram. We, have <laughs> we don't need... Oh, no. We can't. Come seven. on. A hundred? <laughs> okay. Two hundred. If we get to two hundred followers on Instagram, I will dress as the girl's berms woman for Halloween. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm sticking with my original plan of being Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh. oh yeah. We need to have costume. more than one party. I know. By far my favourite meme of 2012 had to be um, the old lady who painted over the Eke Homo. (laughs) Can you hear... If you know what I'm talking about, can you hear those words without it popping automatically into your head? (laughs) I just... I love the whole story behind it that she was just trying to do the world a favour. By restoring it. (laughs) But she did not do a good job. Like... There's just some things that like you, uh, you leave to proper professionals. That's definitely one of them. Like, I just <laughs> You don't restore a photo of Jesus, but like Why was there no security? <laughs> and why it's, was so there, like, it's so bad. It's bad. so bad. And do you remember all the meme formats where it was like on Ronaldo? Yeah. And do you remember when the bad Ronaldo statue came out and there was oh all the comparison God. memes? Oh. Uh, uh. 
Um, I feel like I'd love if someone would make me a massive portrait of me as um, fake restored Eke Homo from my wall. <laughs> that would be, for me, if someone did that, then I'd be like, wow, I think you are the love of my life. You can hit it from the back. <laughs> but that's the only place they can hit it from. That's the only place they can hit it from. Uh, we also have Michaela is not impressed. Ah, yes. yes. I was such a, I love that. I just, it's great. It's everything that I want it's in It's still life. a great reaction meme. Yeah, it gets yeah. used consistently. I think it's probably one of the only ones from that era that still comes up consistently yeah. because memes have evolved. Yeah. We don't do them the same way as we used to. No. Um, like I feel like it's a lot of the time now it's they're more complex or there's more layering yeah. done with yes. it. Yes. Um, I think nowadays if you if you fall out of the meme loop for two ooh. months, you're kind of you're, fucked. You're done for. Like, like do, you, do you remember you wake up and there was um what was the recent one? The hogs. I woke up and suddenly oh, yeah, everyone's like hogs. everyone's talking about feral hogs and I was like what? What's happening? Um, I have one particular friend that I will like reach out to and be like, hello, you probably know about this meme more than I do. Please send me a link. And they always send me it. So I'm really grateful. That's what keeps me, that's what keeps me lit. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I've gotten to an age now where I'm like, mm, if I don't know it, I never will. <laughs> At I, the end. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. But like, as you said, it has changed because I found that like in 2012, memes were kind of more strictly just a photo with text over it. And now it's, Videos, videos it's like you know sentences everything tweets a single word a single word is a meme a meme like even snack snack tick tick yeah. tick hot girl summer yeah that's is that a meme is hot girl summer a meme or is it reality it's hot girl hot girl summer isn't a meme it's a feeling <laughs> it's a lifestyle and then we have um christian girl autumn christian girl the autumn. To that. and then that turned into a whole thing it by itself um I love that. I love looking at those photos so much. What is Christian Girl Autumn? I actually don't know about this. Christian Girl. So it was a woman who is like Christian. Like the the original post is sincere. Yeah. And it's um just imagine if you can the what like any white middle class Christian girl in like a middle class area of the States would look like. Mm-hmm. So it's like the long brown hair that's curled that way specifically. Yes. The makeup that doesn't have any colour in it. Mm-hmm. Just drain them of life. <laughs> Um, and like the kind of plaid skirts the sort of knee length boots and the big bag like everything that we were sort of like looking at like like this is fashion in like 2008 like but Pinterest. they're still wearing it now very Pinterest early gossip girl yes mm. and it was a picture of two of those girls and she was like now the hot girl summer is over it's time for Christian girl autumn and Twitter had a field day of course <laughs> and I had so much fun <laughs> it was great honestly with the hot girl summer that I've had I kind of really need a Christian girl autumn because things are probably getting dicey in and around everywhere you're not allowed into Christian Girl Autumn honestly that's the no main thing y'all allowed. can join me for Witch Bitch Autumn which I'm here <laughs> for definitely Autumn part of Witch Bitch Autumn <laughs> I like that I'm yeah. currently wearing a t-shirt that has a skeleton that is surfing so big Witch Bitch Autumn energy and me and Ash both have different coloured eyeliners on yeah cause we bitchin we bitchin we witchy bitches <laughs> witchy bitches we're um, men because we're gonna get you <laughs> i felt that with that michaela um uh, meme i kind of felt sorry for her though as well because like she she got silver was it silver or bronze at the olympics silver, I, think it was silver. Oh, I thought it was bronze okay. and you know that was like it wasn't her reaction like it was a split second kind of photo and people just leapt on her and she's like what like a 16 17 year old girl mm-hmm. and people were just like being Calling her like ungrateful and stuff. Like, fuck you. Like, if you go to the Olympics and you don't win gold, you don't have to be like, obviously, yeah, you're happy you've got any medal, but like, they just caught her in a weird angle. Yeah. The amount of faces I make every 30 seconds, <laughs> I'd be vilified. Same. You know, they would have got me. I think I always thought about that with Michaela. I was like, I would have been fucked. And she looked, honestly, she still looked beautiful and like, gas face. Yeah. Love the cross arms. Obama did it. Oh, yeah, they have a photo together in the White House. I think it was after before he got re-elected 2012 Obama got re-elected we'll put that in there and move on (laughs) (laughs) what a year honestly please take us back to 2012 I remember seeing another like I think it was like a tweet or it was a meme or something it was like oh you know 2012 was the year we're all supposed to die and then we didn't but honestly has every any year felt real since then and true yeah (laughs) mood maybe we all did die but we're just all in a collective kind of moving forward thing this is purgatory. The good place. Oh no. Hell? <laughs> I mean, I believe it. <laughs> With everything that's going on, I absolutely believe it. The good place was the memes we made all along the way. Oh. I've mangled that. <laughs> oh well. 
Um, outside of memes, there's also Ireland. That was such a smooth segue. <laughs> Are you proud? I am very Is there any proud. Irish memes in 2012? There's never really Irish memes. There is. What's an Irish meme then? Go on. Well, there was when... Do you guys remember when Facebook liked pages were a big thing? Yes, yeah. but I have, a, I have a meme now. Because there was the memes about the storm. Yeah, there was loads of memes about the storm Ophelia. There was all those, like, mass memes. Mass memes mass were a big memes were thing. Huge. I think that was before Nagans 2012. Yeah, Naggins at Mass. Oh, I remember Naggins at Mass. <laughs> I loved These it. These were great memes. Yeah, we had loads of memes. We even had that uh, tipped over chair one after those earthquakes in Donegal. Ah, yes. And what year may that have been in, Ashling? 2012. <laughs> um, Donegal actually got hit with two earthquakes and two tornadoes that year. So, I don't know what's going on over there. Donegal have obviously angered someone. God, probably. God. <laughs> That's why they voted no for the abortion referendum. They didn't want to <laughs> risk like, it again. They're not having the two earthquakes and the two tornadoes again, guys. You don't know what the fuck happened. When your man lined up all those tiny crosses across Donegal, I wonder if maybe an earthquake should have hit then. Maybe we should cause an earthquake. I think we could. We're definitely that powerful. We are definitely that powerful. Cause witchy bitch autumn. So that was the nice thing that happened in Ireland when climate change became a reality. Honestly, we used so many signs and for some reason we just ignored them. And now we all have reusable coffee cups and it's too fucking late. Our reusable coffee cups won't save anything. And how many holidays have you had this year, dear listener? <laughs> and which way did you get there? <laughs> just a little, just plugging the environment just there. Please stop flying. <laughs> please stop fucking Mother Earth when she doesn't want to be fucked. Consent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what else happened in Ireland in 2012? GAA. <laughs> the it wouldn't be an Ga- episode of Reeling in the Years without the All Ireland Final. What was the official criteria of and reeling in the years episode again? So uh, there was an interview with a, with the one of the main producers. Um, they were talking about how they go about with the format and stuff, and that it's really hard to condense everything into one episode. Nineteen sixty eight was apparently a very hard year. Uh, we've done really badly at it, and the fact that we have now a two parter episode on just the year twenty twelve. <laughs> and we've talked about if you've listened to the first part. You will learn that we've talked about very little of nothing, note. Nothing at all. Um, <laughs> but he said that the two things that are always true in every Reading in the Years episode is uh, they showcase Irish music and there's the All-Ireland final results. Because most people in Ireland apparently remember years by who won the All-Ireland, not by anything else. Well, hang on. With what's happened, are you buzzing for half a dozen anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone with a t-shirt with that already on the back. Like they uh, had won like half an hour and someone already had the t-shirt on. I was like, how? How is this? What? How many of these do you have ready for them? Like what's seven going to be? Eight, nine, ten? They should, They probably had that two years ago. They no, definitely did. Let's be honest. I am technically a dub, but dubs are by far the cockiest of the people in Ireland. Yeah. We are awful. If you ever, you ever hear a Dublin person talk about Waterford, and this is mostly talking about myself. <laughs> Whenever I talk about Waterford, I'm like, such a quaint little city you have there. <laughs> and what would you be at during the day? Well, sure, in me Waterford. and one of our friends went to Cork for uh, VegFest two years ago, the first time. And I hadn't been to Cork City in years. And we're both from North Kildare. Like, we're not dubs, but like, it's we're very d- it's close. It's nearly yeah. Dublin. We're more dubs than people from Kildare. It's that nasty part where you're not, the dubs don't consider you dubs and the Kildare people don't consider you from Kildare. And so you're just kind of like, nothing. all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we went to... <laughs> walking around like this is lovely like, <laughs> it's a real day I was like ah this is why people hate us exactly so um, who won the 2012 All-Ireland football final our dear country Donegal that was plagued by tornadoes and earthquakes um, they ended up beating Mayo mm-hmm uh, yes, mayo. Of course, mayo. Oh. Say boom, boom, boom. <laughs> when you say mayo. 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 Thank you, guys. Um, uh, yeah, they they won. Um, and I think it was like the first year in a long time that they won. Um, and while researching this, I found the kind of cutest, most wholesome thing. Uh, that basically when Donegal won, the Scottish Parliament released a statement. Um, just like congratulating them and being like, oh, big Jim. No, he's done it for all the guys. It was just this really... It's kind of strange because, like, why are they releasing this statement? And then underneath it, it said that a few Scottish politicians um, 
signed a motion to try and get a glimpse of the Sam Maguire when they went to some British-Irish conference. I just thought that was so cute. Um, I don't know what the Scottish fascination is with Donegal, but it's there. I love the Scots. I love Donegal. I really love the Scots, and I think that's adorable. And if you are a Scottish member of Parliament... If you're listening to this episode... You should be allowed to look at the Sam Maguire. You can can look at... glimpse it. You can look at my Sam Maguire baby. (laughs) I haven't had a carry man sand in a few years, but it's bad. <laughs> um, what else happened in Ireland? Uh, Eurovision. Guess who we sent? The, my two favourite twins in the world. Me? Jedward. Jedwardio. <laughs> Me? <laughs> thing one and thing two. <laughs> the boyos. We, in 2012, we sent to the Eurovision Jedward with the song Waterline. Um, in my opinion, Waterline is the worst of the two Jedward Eurovision entries. Yeah. I agree. I was a huge lipstick fan. Same. Yeah. Did you hear the lipstick was purportedly written for the Sugar Babes, actually? Jedward did it better. Yeah, Jedward did it better. Um, and also, yeah, because with Waterline, they came in 19th. Oof. Oof. With lipstick, they... 20? Oh. Lipstick would have been... Hang on. I'll get lipstick was really high I up. I think we did lipstick really well. Lipstick, yeah. lipstick came in at 8th. Eight. Eight, eight is really eight good place. because we were just like not even in and now we're not even in the Eurovision anymore basically honestly, like we can't honestly let's just like let it go I think they should just let it go also I mean last year boycott Eurovision yeah true. yeah 100% it didn't um, happen last year no who won who knows it wasn't a real thing the winner of the two 2012 Eurovision was Laureen from Sweden with probably one of the best songs to come out of Eurovision mm-hmm. I would say Euphoria Euphoria Forever till the end Of time Also what a gay anthem And yes. I feel like for Eurovision is a gay thing She was stunning yeah. I had such a crush on her I I fancy Ooh. everybody all the time it's So true. I can't really But if you fancied her I'm happy for you Thank you Specifically Lorraine. I think it was a cross Between fancying her And wanting her hair What was her hair like? It was a heavy Like dark fringe And dark and long Oh so yeah So just Super like straight. hair Back in the day Super straight um, Straightened it Better Okay, much better. Nice. Yeah, that's a banger. It's like one of the songs that I like always remember from the Eurovision. Mm. And it's kind of one that everybody knows. Yeah. Because it transcends. Yeah. Yes, it goes from it. You can yeah. like it was great Eurovision song, but it was also just a great song in mm. general. So you're like, I'll listen to this. That's Whereas true. other songs, not Sounds always. So Eurovisiony. Like satellite, yeah. Germany's entry that one. What's it go like? Would you sing it to me? Oh, I don't. It was she sang with this weird British accent. Satellite. And I was like, <laughs> you can tell I haven't heard it. Oh, hang on. It, it was like she was talking about painting her nails blue for someone wearing specific underwear. Like the whole thing was bizarre. What? What does it mean? I always paint my nails. Do you know what color? If I want to have sex with you, I paint my nails red. That's a joke. Please don't look at my nail color. Why would you paint them red? There's a joke. I want to have sex with everyone. <laughs> I never wear nail polish. It was. I went everywhere for you. I even did my hair for you. I bought new underwear. They're blue. I'm, and I wore them just the other day. I remember that song. And that was the voice she was Do you using. I remember that song. I don't want to remember love. it. Oh, love. I gotta tell you how I feel about you. Yeah, I do know. I, yeah. Oh, I can go a minute without your love. Oh, I remember That's kind of that. cute. Why would you buy blue underwear for someone? <sighs> Period on them because according to all the oh, ads, purple. our periods are blue. Ah, good point. Yeah, smart over here. I have three degrees. <laughs> yeah. I actually only have two degrees. Actually, has three degrees. You have two when I dropped out of one. But so you have. I have two degrees. You still have two. Okay, fine. Maths. <laughs> Separation. What else happened in Ireland? Uh, Ireland, we're still in recession in 2012 which is a grand old time and that's what our dear friend oh Sean Quinn Sean Quinn uh, got to declare bankruptcy oh yeah the deal yes he was on <laughs> that's um, what you get the late late show um, in January he did declare it basically because of the whole Anglo-Irish bank thing that happened um, I'm not really up to date on the recession because I am not smart I only have two degrees <laughs> <laughs> She also only has two brain cells most of the time. <laughs> you should hear the noise of them rubbing together right now. That's my jaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's my jaw. Um, also, there was the Occupy Dame Street uh, yes. in response to Occupy Wall Street. Uh, do you remember that? 
I do actually. I remember do passing it. Yeah, I remember passing it too. And wishing to join, but I was being too afraid. I was seventeen, and um, well, yeah, I would have just been. I would have been seventeen for half that year. Can't remember if it was the first half, second half. You're welcome, guys, for this leading. Yeah, look, wasn't a big activist, and de- genuinely come from a family that would have been like, do they not have something better to be doing? Right? Should they not be out working? I understand the value of activism now, thankfully. But um, a really cool movement, and I'm, I'm really, I think it's so cool that we actually did it in Dublin because at the time we weren't big activists, and we're, we've only become activists in the last few years uh, because we've really had to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that was happening in 2012 too. In 2012, there was the death of Sabita Halapanavar. Mm. She was a 31 year old dentist. On the 28th of October 2012, Sabita Halapanavar died of uh, sepsis because she was denied the um, right to a medically induced miscarriage. That's that's the unbiased opinion of it. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for the three of us to not be biased about this particular type of thing. So Rita Halapanavar died because, died of something that could have very easily been prevented. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened was that she was a thir- so 31 year old dentist, presents, uh, really wanted pregnancy. Her and her husband were very excited about her pregnancy. Um, she When she originally goes for a scan um, early on, she does have minor back pain. They're like, okay, they send her to a physio and she's like, okay. They were not worried about that and that's understandable. Um, Later on into her pregnancy, she presents to hospital with pain uh, and feels, she she herself describes it as like something coming down. So automatically they're like, okay, it sounds like you're miscarrying. It's difficult for anyone to to have a wanted pregnancy and to feel like they're, to think they're miscarrying and be miscarrying. Um... But when they check the, they check even two days later, there's still a heartbeat. Um, throughout this time, Savita is getting more sick and more sick. Um, two days in, she's vomiting and she, the membrane surrounding the fetus uh, ruptures. Um, which then, the, because of this, the risk of sepsis is actually discussed with her directly. Um, they instead of so they kind of monitor, they do monitor. Um, they put her on antibiotics for days because they they're like okay we decrease the risk of infection and there's nothing they can do at this point Savita and her husband are both like when they're discussing the options when it comes to a medically induced miscarriage they're like look it's if it's what's inevitable it's better that it happens now rather than in the future so they are fully they have said themselves that if this is what is going to be done they prefer it be done sooner rather than later that they are told in no uncertain terms terms that it's a catholic country and they can't do that they can't induce the miscarriage if there's no threat to the mother but as i said savita has been getting sick it's sicker and sicker day in day out uh she's got vomiting temperature and pain on a certain day that she has difficulty breathing that's when she's diagnosed with septic shock um she is they're going to induce the miscarriage she goes into spontaneous delivery on the theater table but she's critically ill and died after a week in hospital. So two days later, she has a heart attack and she dies. Um, this is actually, so this happened in 2012, which was the 20 year anniversary of the X case. Uh, if you've never heard of the X case, it's unlikely if you're in Ireland that you haven't heard of the X case. Uh, the X case to summarize was um, a case in which a 14 year old girl was forced to keep a baby um, because uh, to keep a baby that was the result of being raped by someone older than her who was friends of her family it wasn't so much that it, that she wasn't it wasn't that she wasn't allowed to get an abortion in ireland it was that she was actually denied the right to travel um and when she was when she basically it had been declared that she was suicidal um but it was literally decided that her life was less important than the life of her unborn child um in that justice costello the judge of that case said I am strengthened in this view by the knowledge that the young girl has the benefit of the love, care and support of devoted parents who will help her through the difficult months ahead. She was eventually permitted to travel and unfortunately when she travelled she had a miscarriage because the men involved in these cases sometimes don't understand the actual gravity of the situation and what it means to be pregnant and how increased stress actually can cause this to happen during pregnancy. Mm. Um, Savita... Savita touched the lives of many people and obviously we are all delighted that since 2012 uh, in 2018 the repeal referendum went through mm-hmm. um, myself and Julia would have campaigned and canvassed on that anyway so something that's quite close to our hearts 
and to be able to look back at um because the Safina thing was sh- like shocked the nation yeah yeah was, I remember being huge the thing and just for context for anyone who doesn't live in Ireland that is potentially missing the reason that all of this happened is because in our constitution in 1983 they put in the eighth amendment and the eighth amendment stated that the life of the unborn child was equal to the mother which on paper looks fine but, but that always means translates to always more tra- important than the mother exactly mm-hmm. like if you are if you have cancer and you're receiving cancer treatment and you get pregnant you would have to have stopped that treatment because like radiation can kill a baby like that's the gravity that's the thing you're dealing with and so and there's I'm of the person belief that you need an abortion, you want an abortion, it's not for me to judge. Yeah. I trust you and I am with you every step of the way. Um so this legislation meant that it, it was impossible and after the X case we won the right to travel legally for it, which was not much better for a variety of reasons. But the Savita thing really shocked everybody. But we also only know about it because her husband went to the press. Yeah. And yeah. there are way more women who have died because of the oh, 100%, like the amendment. Like- like it's just that's what that type of legislation comes with yeah. it's the death of women and the death of trans men and non-binary people who yeah. are also the, like there's an added element of danger for them um it's not the death of women because that actually that makes the situation sound better than it is it's the murder of women an yeah. indian an indian newspaper at the time said that ireland murdered their headline was ireland murders indian woman because that's what we did yeah yeah it was a choice she was a 31 year old dentist and I think when even when you're looking at the case last year you forget that Savita was a dentist even when I was researching it again I was like you forget the humanity of people within these cases sometimes and it's very easy when it's X case when you've got an anonymous person you're like I don't really know this much about this 14 year old girl by what happened to her but we know about Savita you know there's pictures of Savita yeah there's, there's videos yeah. there's videos of there's a video of her dancing through the streets oh that's gorgeous oh yeah but also and it just goes to this thing like we shouldn't have had to prove our humanity to get people to care mm-hmm. and we shouldn't have had to prove our humanity and yeah. like when you're standing on the doors and you're it was a very surreal thing to campaign for something that could could affect you could affect yeah. your life like I was standing on the doors begging people to vote yes not just because I really believe in something because one day something could go wrong in my pregnancy yeah. and I would want to make sure that I have access to the like to healthcare mm-hmm. and and I think it's really worth noting that like I'm a middle class white woman and I was lucky to come from a family that um spoke openly about abortion was always very pro-choice and I was told from a very young age that if I was ever in peril and I needed to have an abortion that I would be supported through that that my parents would pay for it they'd get me to England like we just because my family had gone through sort of uh, other experiences, it was always an open conversation. There was never any judgment for it. Um, and also, like, I'm a white Irish woman. And if you're an immigrant here, not only did you not have a, a vote, because you're not given a vote, if you're d- despite maybe living here 20, 30 years, um, but you're more likely to be affected by these policies and by being of a different race, you're less likely to be taken seriously. I mean, there's tons of data to prove that. This legislation just spanned so far and so wild and so cruelly Mm -hmm. like there was just no humanity in the eighth amendment it's presented as this very kind loving thing love both love both my fucking arse like you chant love both at me and i just want to smack you because you don't love both and it's just and it stems from a hatred of women from a want of control of women um and then trans people and non-binary people are collateral damage in that because this legislation wasn't created to attack them but ultimately they are affected Mm -hmm. and so I think it was really important to have both conversations like why do we legislate women's bodies this way because that's what they're doing because a lot of the time the people who are against abortion um, or access to abortion are also against the existence of trans people and non-binary people or who just who don't see it or don't even think of it it doesn't cross their minds Um, so this was an attack on women that then reached further than that yeah, uh, and it's amazing that we're sitting here in 2019 and that legislation is gone but it's horrendous that someone had to die so sort of visibly yeah um for us to really be able to to start pushing through and there was tons of work being done before that yeah. people have been fighting for this since 1983 yeah of course absolutely yeah you're right it's horrible that someone had to, and not even one person so many people yeah. had to die for us to do anything I think about it. It was just then that she became the face of the movement. Mm-hmm. She did. And I think then more people kind of I think there's some people that would have been on the fence or that just didn't care, even though you would hundred percent should have. Yeah. But once then that they saw that there was an actual person, I think that made them a lot more people than be like, Oh well this is 
bad like you know you know what I'm trying to say like that yeah once course. that there was a face to this movement then I don't know it was and it was because it was to- like a happy smiling face and do you know what it was a little bit as well it was that it was a 31 year old woman that they believed was a respectable person who should yeah. have deserved yeah. to be looked after it wasn't what they believe the stereotype of someone who is going to have an abortion is uh, mm-hmm. yeah who's going to have an abortion is it's they have an idea of who gets an abortion and in their head, that's not the right type of person. At the end of the day, we, Savita Halapadavar shouldn't have been murdered by Ireland because that is what it is. Mm-hmm. And she shouldn't have been used as the face of a movement either. She shouldn't have had to, like, we shouldn't have had to have a face It should have been that movement. people it just should've... respected women enough yeah. mm-hmm. that, that they could trust our experience, that they could just fucking listen to us yeah um you're absolutely right if it had been a 16 year old working class girl it would not have had the same impact it wouldn't have come out either like it wouldn't have been a big deal yeah i don't think whether it's a wanted pregnancy and unwanted pregnancy it shouldn't matter but anyway look we are now in a newer ireland Mm. did it take us literally decades longer than other countries to get here yes yeah I have started speaking to when I was I visited Montreal quite recently I was talking to my friend in Montreal and I explained to her that the referendum we had last year was on that and she went what? Which is whenever you speak to anyone about it that's what they're like they're like are you serious? But look sure look sure look and sure listen It's happened we have it um, Delightful it's lovely At least it's not like America who are completely regressing on their abortion yeah. laws so. You never know they might undo it next year it might be you know what Ireland it might be a bit like the Lisbon Treaty they might decide <laughs> that they didn't like our opinion the first time round and <laughs> have a go at it again <laughs> I think Was the Lisbon Treaty 2012? No it was before It was before we, we thought about this 2009 I think it yeah. was Oh actually that makes sense um, Yeah I, was, I wasn't able to vote Yeah hopefully though no that it was yeah. it was the majority of the country I think are well, we came out with a sixty-four point four percent vote, yeah. and that's of the people who could, um, who were like eligible. We came out with a sixty-four point four percent vote, and that's of the people who were eligible to vote and who came back for the vote. Like, there's a lot of people who campaigned with us who didn't have the vote because they, um, aren't citizens. And, and in Ireland, it costs it can cost up up to a thousand euro to become a citizen. Yeah. yeah, or they've lived abroad and they can't vote. Couldn't travel um, back. Anymore. Yeah. Like there was, I don't know, like Ashton B. Um, a lot of comedians that lived in England were like, we can't. Yeah. Oh, because we've lived outside the country for too long. Um. So there was a huge amount of support internationally within the country. We came out with it. I think the highest passing of a yes since um ever. I think it might have been passed by since divorce. Second Lisbon Treaty. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like, it's a new Ireland. It absolutely yeah. is. It's heartbreaking that we had to lose someone like Savita yeah. and lose anybody at all to get here. And uh, just worth noting as well that a lot of feminist groups, including the Kildare Feminist Network, shameless plug, will be holding vigils. Uh, around the time of our anniversary if you'd like to go or attend in case the story has touched you in any way. So it wouldn't be really in the years if we didn't talk about music for a few minutes, would it? So we're not sure how much we can get away with in terms of, we we know we can't put music directly in, but we reckon we can kind of have a crack humming an old tune in for you. Maybe be able to whistle it. Maybe do a little, I can't whistle. Do a little. Mm. <laughs> this oh, is that was beautiful. Oh. Blowing on the microphone. Not like the other girls. Can't whistle. There we go. Hey. Like the, oh, you can whistle. You got it. We got a little songbird on our hands here. There's <laughs> <laughs> the wren of the group. Um. So, what do you think was the biggest song of 2012? My bitches. Call me maybe. Call me maybe. It was call me maybe by Cardi B. Well, it actually was Gangnam Style. It was also it, so there's a lot. Let's that can go on. Call me maybe, Julia. Call me maybe. I for me. Best song. Yes. <laughs> no, but it was it was everywhere. I know Gangnam Style was too, but Call Me Maybe was an actual song and not a novelty song, but also a novelty song. But it became a meme then as well because that's when Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez did that video of them singing Call Me Maybe um, and they almost kissed in the video and Ashley Tisdale was there and then suddenly people started making their own Call Me Maybe videos. See, that a- meme culture does a wonders for a song. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Sorry, and I also misspoke. It wasn't Gangnam Style. The most... I think the listening song was yes, someone Somebody I used that. We're gonna go yeah. to that now in a second. We're so sticking with Call Me Maybe. Call yeah. Me Maybe tune. And Carly Rae has only gone up from there. Yeah. I would argue. Um, I really, really love her music now. I think she's very musically talented. Call Me Maybe is it one of her more musically artistic songs? Arguably no, 
but it's so good so Your good stare is holding ripped and the video when she's soaping up that car and she looks about 12 and a half yeah but she's not 12 and a half she's 29 or do you something remember all of mm-hmm. all of our friends fancied the arse off her yeah which is kind of creepy when she looked so young that's the Ariana Grande thing as well <laughs> it is yeah men they're d- disgusting you're gross <laughs> you're really gross but no yeah that's nice that Carly Rae Jepsen is still popping out bangers and original gay icon because in that video Yo, yeah. you got that nice twist at the end where the guy is actually gay yeah original gay Anne. Uh, C or J is our biggest ally yeah I would agree after Bapadu. I can't think of anyone else yeah <laughs> Nobody else. No one else in the queer community has ever just, done more just than Carly Rae Jepsen. See your J. See your J. What other songs do we got? Okay. Uh, somebody that I used to know, Go J, at featuring Kimbra. That slapped. Mm. It's still yes. it's still a deadly breakup song. It just Very hits you in song. the right place. Somebody that I used to know. And also, music video was great. Fantastic. I really loved the colour scheme specifically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very pleasant to like watch. It looks like a millennial Dublin cafe. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. You got the nice little geometrics going on and you would, it would be one of those places that has one of those copper coil light bulbs hanging from the ceiling. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. I can picture it now. Um, Everything's compostable, but not really. <laughs> have your friends collect your records and then change your number. What oh, else do What a line. I know. It's so, so good. Also, it's such a hipster breakup song. I think that's yes. why it's, it's, Have your friends collect your records. All of my friends have records. And it's like record collections are expensive. So you would want it back. 100%. Um, what else came out that year? Channel Orange, Frank Ocean came out that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oblivion by Grimes. Derry, London, Derry. Derry, London, Derry. What a rendition <laughs> Honestly She honestly can't even sue me for this I've done it no justice <laughs> <laughs> No one's gonna know what the song that is Is Grimes the one that Elon Musk went out with? They're still going out <gasps> So gone. that's what's happened to Grimes <laughs> now with Elon Musk um, Who else? I think everyone else had a big year It was just a big year for pop I mean Flowrider Whistle um, Whistle baby Nicki Minaj Starship Starship Maroon 5 a payphone Um as I said, awake. Taylor Swift, Kate Red Perry. Album, Katy yes. Perry, uh, and One Direction. Yes, One Direction was What Makes You Beautiful. Yeah. Baby, mm. you light song. up my world like nobody, nobody else. else. The way that you flip your hair gets me overwhelmed. Ooh. You're welcome, guys. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to rip that boy out. And like, they were just, what was it, four or five young lads, Nell Horan, Westmead represent, and <laughs> now... um. Yup, Westmead. <laughs> Hot Mullinger. Um, and now Harry Styles is an actor gay. Slash Gucci model. Slash person. But he's not gay. Who knows? Uh, Ill Manners by Plan B was 2012. And that's his banger. Boyfriend. <gasps> that's, uh, my favourite Justin Bieber song is Boyfriend. It's the best. I like the noise at the start. I don't know what it is. The woo. <laughs> <laughs> We have um, Don't You Worry Child from Swedish House Mafia. Gross. Feel oh. so close, Calvin Harris. The Swedish House Mafia. 2012 was also the year then that Swedish House Mafia decided to disband. So they went around Europe doing all of their gigs. Oh. And it was the infamous concert in the Phoenix Park where... Everybody got stabbed. Everyone got stabbed. Everyone was getting stabbed left, right and centre at Swedish House Mafia. Like, it's so what? weird because we're not a big stab nation. No. Mm-mm. It wasn't even a Limerick. I'm so sorry, Limerick. I take it back. <laughs> Y'all have glowed up. There was just a lot of serious uh, offences at that concert. So much so that it made it onto the Wikipedia of 2012 in Ireland. So no you know way. it's good. <laughs> not that we only researched through Wikipedia. Nuh-uh. What other songs from 2012? Beauty and a Beat, which is Justin Bieber oh, and I, I believe Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Here's a beauty and um, a beat. I Will Wait, Mumford and Sons. That was the year that he married Carrie Mulligan as well. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Rack City by Tyga. That was actually late 2011. No, it's 2012 for here. Um, click into it. It was December 2nd, 2011. And he must have re-released it into 2012. A la Lizzo and any of Released her songs. Released 2012. That's what I have here. Well, I read this <laughs> earlier and it said 2011. Sorry. It is posted at 2011. Uh, suck uh, it. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Much too okay. graphic a noise for this. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Ho well. uh, 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 uh. Hey, the Lumineers. Oh, hey. Um, I have a funny story about Ho Hey actually, because it's from that. It's from. It's actually from the year after. But uh, we had this guy in our college 
course, who play guitar. And uh, one poetry woman actually took quite a fancy to him. And he was like, I could bring my guitar in one day. And she was like, sure, do that. And we were like, okay, this is really strange. Please don't have sex in front of us. You guys have a really weird age gap, but okay. it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> so he like brings his guitar in and he goes, I'm, I'm going to play a song. You guys might not have heard of it. And he continues to play, Oh, hey, by the Lumineers. And we're like, sir, this song has been out for a full year. It's a pop song. It's been on the radio. So we had a we had a big laugh about that. Jeez, God. I know. We, so our running joke is now that we'd be like, whoa, you might not have heard of this. And then we sing a Spice Girls song. <laughs> um, I think my three albums of that year were uh, Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar came out, Lonerism by Tame Impala, and An Awesome Wave, Alt-J, which was mm. just, and was, I think that was like just this, the album of my year. I was obsessed with Alt-J. I listened to so much Alt-J. Specifically, I listened to a lot of them on 8-Track. Yes. Which was a fabulous website. I don't even know if it still exists I think anymore. It, I think it gone now, but I remember just always making playlists for everything. Yeah, because it time. was so much easier to make playlists on that because otherwise yeah. you were, this was before Spotify yeah. and I didn't have iTunes. So it was, I would like make loads of playlists on 8-Track so that I could like listen to them. Uh, and then I remember I got an email being like, mm, we've been like told not to do this anymore because yeah, severe breach of copyright. <laughs> um, also through uh, I check, I remember finding tons of tunes from SoundCloud, like people who were uploading their own mm. stuff and it was really cool to SoundCloud discover rappers. people. SoundCloud rappers. Lil Yeet. And then, there is one called Lil Yeet. There's one called Lil Everton. Lil, Lil, Lil UTI. Lil, Lil UTI. It's like <laughs> Lil, Lil and the last thing you got sexually. <laughs> 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 little disappointed am I right <laughs> <laughs> little that was it <laughs> oh, this is how we become famous um, we're never going to be famous it was never the year actually uh, album wise it was the year of coexist by the XX great album mm. uh, born to die Lana Del Rey another oh, great album amazing um, born to die oh my god I some nights realize. by fun um, interestingly about fun Jack Antonoff this is the link between 2012 and 2019 Jack Antonoff is the member of fun and right now he has produced all of the popular albums of this year um, so Taylor Swift Lover is Jack Antonoff um, Lana Del Rey's new album Norman fucking Rockwell is also Jack Antonoff and what's the other one again? well I know he did Lord yeah he did Melodrama. Lord Melodrama but he's doing Lowe's this year uh, so fair play Jack Antonoff and it links us back to the old episode too because who do you go out with? Only the one and only Lena Dunham. Mm, for years. Oh, yeah. Dear. And their big song from that album, of course, was Some Nights Out. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, that was a big song. It was too. a big song, but I know, I know but it's but not the one you're thinking of. Their big of. one was my graduation song. The one with Janelle Monae in it. Tonight. Yes. Yes, and that's Janelle Monae too. Yeah. She's doing great. Uh, we are young. Um, we had it as a graduation song, and they made us take out the line about taking drugs, and they made us change it for really cringy stuff. So we did. We were not impressed with that. They did that we to like, my sister. Yeah, as they, well. yeah. Was it that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to. They have to do it. They have to do it to us. Which you know, you got to do it. So loads of really good albums. Uh, great year for music. You got Red. Oh, it was also Rihanna, Unapologetic. Mm-hmm. Another good album. Um. So now we're gonna do a quick fire 2012 round, purely because. There's so much shit to talk about and we love to ramble. So unless you want this to be an eight-parter on the year 2012, <laughs> we're just going to get through some quick stuff here. What we got? Um, in February of 2012, unfortunately, Whitney Houston passed away just before the Grammys. R.I.P. Whitney. Greatest singer alive. Um, Clint Eastwood meme with the chair, uh, where basically he was giving out to an, an empty chair, like an invisible Obama. I don't know. It was weird. He just kind of went a bit over the top of the rails like oh um and a big one uh felix baumgartner jumping from fucking space fair play do you remember that i yes. remember going to my head like that's gas i remember watching bastard. that and like kind of tearing up yeah i love space and this guy like well, jumped from it basically jumped from space um he's the first person to break the sound barrier without machine assistance with his space dive um and like he did it and he survived and fucking Rock on. Do you know. remember that? It's that clip of him landing on the ground and you're like, fair play. You fell from space and you still had a more elegant landing than I've had of any of the trips I've had on concrete. <laughs> I think that will definitely make it into actual or reading. That will be in the actual or reading in the years. It has to. It's if one of the most not, iconic things. Look, guys, feel free to hire us as exec producers. Mm. We've obviously done a deadly job where all we talked about was <laughs> Gossip Girl and minor things. Uh, anything else big happened in 2012, my boyos? Yeah, if we're going to keep it sort of scientific, on May 7th, 
Oh, I'm not going to get this word right. Paleoclimatological. That's correct. Research claims that dinosaur flatulence may have warmed the earth. So there's that. (laughs) On May 12th. um, Oh, sorry. May 12th. What am I looking at? August 6th. Curiosity lands on Mars, which is... uh, an amazing moment mm-hmm. and you can I think you can still watch the, the footage of when it like lands and then it finally like it like turns back on so that you can yeah. you can see stuff which is insane like the fact that we have the curiosity although I think it may be I think it's done dead. now no, yeah I think the, the battery's gone there's no chargers yeah. on Mars should have sent a power bank so you can get them in pennies for 15 euros. <laughs> maybe like solar power or something with the a solar you would power think. bank yeah, you'd think. honestly Jesus honestly did they not even think about it that, <laughs> do you know what that was that was the male led team I'm so sorry <laughs> this has been a particularly bad episode and next episode I promise I will be less of a misandrist <laughs> I won't uh, February 28th discovery of the largest prehistoric penguin um, at nearly 5 feet tall imagine a 5 foot penguin Napoleon Bonaparte <laughs> <laughs> Donald <laughs> Trump <laughs> I know he's really tall, but he doesn't look like he's tall, does he? Not with his tiny hands. Tiny, tiny hands. Like a penguin. Beyonce gave birth to the one and only Blue Ivy. And then everyone made fun of how she looked, but she was a beautiful little baby. Can you imagine being the sad type of tosser who makes fun of how a baby looks? Do you know who those people are? Racists. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what else they are? Men. Men. <laughs> um, we got uh, the Hunger Games. We got Angelina Jolie's right leg. At the we did. <laughs> that was a huge meme. Like, and why? It was a leg. I know it was positioned weirdly, but like, it's like look at how my did leg. We get this much traction out of a. So one person says one funny thing about it, and the whole world latches on. That's yeah. true. Um, great. Love it. In May, Putin became president. Putin's still president. Yeah, dubiously yeah. as well. Yeah. There was a lot of claims of voter fraud, <laughs> dubiously. which I would believe. I would be we got Obama again. Obama got reelected. Oh, uh, come on. Can we please not just... I just don't even want to remember Obama. It makes me very longingful. I'm just very happy that I don't live there, but I just miss Obama anyway. I really liked him. Yeah. I wish I knew more of what was going on in his life because I feel like when he was president, I did. You know, like when... You know, when you went to school with someone, you're like, oh, we should really go for a coffee. I wish me and... I wish me and Obama could go for a little cafe. Um, And then I think one big one that uh, we all remember, Cody 2012. So true. Maybe we should just have hashtag save the children. Hashtag save the children. All the wristbands. There was that movie. They made a second one as well. What was the movie called? Uh, probably should. Was it called Return of the White Savior? (laughs) (laughs) White people like to have a fake cause that's really Um, handy to latch on to. It was basically like the kind of birth of slacktivism at the time. They made over twenty million dollars in revenue just from selling bracelets and T-shirts. The movie. Sorry, the movie was called Invisible Children. Most of this money then that they made was actually spent on marketing um, and it was accused of oversimplifying a really complex subject uh, like what was going on in Uganda. Um, apparently when they showed the movie to uh, people in the town of Lira in Uganda, they uh, were quoted saying that the movement and the movie were more about the whites than the Ugandians. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who That's never this? happened before. Um, like hmm. at the time, I think Kony hadn't been in this area to since 2006 like he was he was definitely a bad person and he existed but it was i don't know it was a white savior whole thing a weird distortion of events um yeah look we were we uh, where we were white saviors and at the time i was kind of sucked into the county thing i think i think it was very easy though because you just yeah. watch this youtube video and you get money for a bracelet and you think oh yeah look i've I saved help. the world i've rid, rid this place of coney Bad Coney. Me help the black people. Yeah. Me a special white. That's how it feels. <laughs> I'm a not bit. racist. I, <laughs> I donated. My my year that I spent um helping people in Guatemala was really important to me because I just feel like I really gave back. Look gave at all these back photos the of me and black children that I don't know the name of. I just, <laughs> it's the holding the little black baby. Oh, always. It's the one picture that if I see it on your Tinder, you're instantly oh, gone. gone. You yeah, are gone. gone. <laughs> Honestly, though, I just I, what if I wanted to hold a black baby and it was just <laughs> what? <laughs> what if I was doing like. A mission. I wouldn't really. Okay. But you don't take the photo. Wait, why do no. you like why do you need the photo? And why do you someone put it on took the photo of me and what if you look really good accidentally? No. And you First know I don't all, look good in pictures no all the time. kids should be on any dating profiles. Yeah. No yeah, children sure whatsoever. You're not supposed to. Like um so one of the guys in work took a photo and he just looks really young in it and he tried to put it up on Tinder and they said no. Because <laughs> <laughs> they think they thought he was a child. Is it Tintin? They um so I know this because I recently got a photo taken off Bumble. <laughs> which is my favourite thing I was like 
I was bored, so I was like, I'm going to do my Bumble thing again. And I tried to use a picture that's from me at a protest, from the Donald Trump protest. And I'm, I have this huge poster that says, this pussy grabs back, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And you can see that it's at a protest. There's a friend with me with another sign that says, fuck the patriarchy. You can see the Donald Trump blimp behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, within seconds, it had been removed. And a thing popped up being like, oh, you can't use these photos because blah, blah, blah. And it gave me a list of things that you're not allowed to have, including mirror selfies. But I'm like, everyone has mirror selfies on this. But you can't have any pictures of kids alone. Because they're like, that's creepy. Yeah. That's creepy. Why not? That's really creepy. pedophilia. Yeah, Yeah, real creepy. But I'm a firm believer. Just don't put a picture of kids. Because also, they're never your kids. Yeah, Yeah. they're not your kids. Because you always explicitly say it in the bio. So I'm like, what are you doing? That's so strange that people go, not Not my my kids. Like, men are funny. Men men will adapt their Tinder to hear what women really want to hear. Like, I do it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? But like, men are like, I'll put this in. And it's something they really are not interested in. Anyway, I can't go on a a rant about men. Until we get to this segment, the Mandalus, where we take a moment to observe the crap things that men have done. And sometimes even women, we've done women once too, by the way, before you complain to us. Um, I'd also like to point out that no man has ever complained to us about any of the stuff we said. No, they absolutely have. One time I said that episode was a bit misandrist and a man was like, I agree. Who? I can't remember. It was one of our three male fans. Well, not lots, but like a few of the guys in work think that it's just an all male hating uh, podcast it is oh come on we're friends with we're loads of, of men fun. you fuck off like yeah it's just a bit of crack if you can't take it you're just being a big pussy if you get to control my body hair i get to make fun <laughs> of you on my podcast yeah you big pricks you <laughs> my mandalist today is actually another throwback mandalist to an ex-boyfriend that i would have had in maybe in 2014 yeah, that timeline feels weird, but I think it was. Mm. Anyway, uh, he said to, he told me one time we'd af- we had broken up. I check in with him two weeks later to make sure that he is okay. Um, I wasn't trying to reopen the wound. It's just been nice. So we hang out. He drives me home and uh, he gets quite angry at me in his car. And he says, well, that's because you give it out like handshakes. <laughs> what? Yes. Also, not true. <laughs> I, I mean... I do <laughs> but that's for me to know and for you to find out dickhead he also t- in the same car journey he told me that he had received a hand job from one of my co-workers oh god I know in the bathroom at Workman's Ew. and it was a mutual co-worker oh, and I, d- I didn't ask him he volunteered that My Mandalus for this week um, is about an arachnid, a pervy arachnid, who um, I went to do my washing yesterday and I was just taking out a few things, mostly on my underwear from this basket and out jumped the largest spider I have ever seen in my life. But he jumped out after I had taken all of my underwear out, which had been taking me some time. So he was just sitting in there in my underwear, perving around like a pervy spider and I'm fucking done. Why are the animals in this house fucking perverts? Yeah, dirty fucking panty sniffer. Me and Katrina <laughs> took him out the back though. Yeah, just beat him around. Quite politely. We didn't kill him. <laughs> Katrina was going to let the cat, the cat who bit my toes, kill it. And I was like, no, please don't let him die. I've never let any of the other men who've been mean to me die. <laughs> Not this week is to anyone who is still saying but Paddy Jackson was proven innocent but Paddy Jackson was proven innocent Paddy Jackson was not proven guilty not the same not the same bitches not the same and him not being able to play in a couple of matches is not the same as this poor woman having her whole life destroyed so and having her knickers held up in court yeah and spending like I think eight days total on trial when each of the accused only spent uh, like a half day yeah there was blood on his bed sheets if you've ever had consensual sex, I want to ask you how many times you've bled from having consensual sex. As an adult person who has already had sex before. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there's some of you who haven't and I guess that's fine. Yeah, but you don't know. Um, So start listening to p- victims and survivors. Take us seriously. And then don't get pissed at us when we're venting a little bit on our podcast about mm. the shit that we have to deal with. Honestly, Love y'all. <laughs> Love y'all. Honestly, we promise that next week will be less this bad. 
how about we go a whole episode without doing like a sarcastic men into the microphone I'm sorry have you not seen the branding <laughs> um, also I'm pretty sure our next episode is on a uh, rejection so that's not so, gonna uh, might be a little bit hard but you know also it should only really like hurt. it should only propel you to act better yeah, it should only hurt if it like it's actually targeting some of your behaviours. So maybe this is the wake-up call that you needed. Exactly. If you've ever called your ex-girlfriend a slut when you're dropping your home after she reached out to you. <laughs> this is for you. Oh. If you've ever called me a slut, you're probably in the majority. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, and I think it's worth saying and it's not said enough, but uh, I think we are very lucky to be surrounded by a lot of really good guys. Yeah. Um, that, that was one of the harder things of growing up when I realised that not all men were like the men that I had surrounded myself with and it's daddy to be like supported and stuff but we also like to have our moments and like yeah. to have our chats and if you're an ally you get that. So thanks. So thank you so much for listening. Join us next week when we we create the storm in Donegal by shaking my bed. <laughs> um, you can follow Slow. us on... <laughs> Hang on, I give it out like handshakes, really. I get it right. Um, check us out on Instagram at not like the other girls pod. Find us on Twitter at NLTOG underscore podcast. Or you can email us at not like the other girls pod at gmail.com. Um, thanks for listening. Stop, I got really horny. <laughs> You talk to me like an old lad who is angry at me and that's the one thing that makes me really horny. <laughs>